Welcome to Season 2 from A Lancashire Lass with me, Lucy Baxter. Joining me today is Claire from Cotton Eye Sew, a customised embroidery service from Cumbria, which I'm allowing as um, they also live on a farm. And as yesterday and today have been Farm 24, a campaign showcasing British farming, I thought she'd be a great guest. So first of all, Claire, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Uh, Thank you, Lucy. Thank you for having us. No, not at all. So we unintentionally met on the train back from Lama, I think in the middle of, well, the beginning of May, um, which is an agricultural machinery show in Birmingham. Um, And I think like we were, well, I was definitely really loud on the train, but why don't you go back and tell me how you got into embroidery? Um, Yeah, we did that on the train and we just kind of had a nice day out at Lama. That was really good. Um, But yeah, embroidery wise, it started just before lockdown, the very first lockdown. We just decided that Christmas, I'd, well, it had always been a hobby of mine, really, just kind of crafting and creating. And then um, I saw like a vinyl cutting machine and thought, oh, we could maybe make some nice things with that, some T-shirts and things. And and then kind of quickly realised that embroidery would be better. So dropped onto a second-hand embroidery machine, which was just a little kind of hobby machine and... Um, it was small and it was great. We had a, I had a great time learning embroidery on it. So spent a lot of time learning with that. Um, and then it just kind of escalated from there, really. Um, we, it, the well, lockdown actually kicked in at that point. And then we thought, oh, this is it now. We're not going to have anything because everyone's, nobody's going to have any money. No one's going to want any clothing. No one's going anywhere. But the, actually the opposite happened and it, it evolved very quickly I think a lot of businesses had a bit of time to sit and think we're going to rebrand or we're going to look at what what our logo is or um, our uniform and things and kind of got in touch and it just kind of snowballed very quickly so um so that was in 2020 so summer 2020 we kind of doubled our capacity got another a new machine which was a twin head machine um which obviously could do two things at once so that was thought that was fantastic we were moving on much quicker because it was like an industrial machine rather than a hobby machine and thought that was great all guns blazing kept going and then it kind of just kept going and going and a couple of bigger companies and um, a couple of YouTubers came on board and we were started supplying some merch so it just got big very quickly which we then expanded again and kind of moved this was we're working at that point from a spare room in the house and mm-hmm. um, so then we moved into an outbuilding which we kitted out um, and we got a six head machine at that point which was just for Christmas in 2020 um, and yeah it just kept going and going really we're just constantly short space and short of machines so we've recently got another machine so we can now run 12 um, items at once they can be kind of all the same item or different items because we've got it's that's over three machines and yeah we're now short of space for deliveries and clothing and everything and but we've got the machines to cope with it so yeah that's kind of in a nutshell how it's how it's all happened really so how does how does it work and like how do the machines you know what do you have to input for them to for do it or like how long does it potentially take to to do why don't you talk me through that 
Yeah, so every every order we get, every inquiry is always very different. So I always price things on an individual basis. People, a lot of people get in touch and say, "Oh, can you give me a price list?" But everything's so different. It just we just found it didn't that didn't work. So we we price everything uniquely. So someone gets in touch and says, "Oh, we'd like some embroidery. We'd like our logo put on some clothing." Um, we then obviously work through their ideas. Sometimes it's refreshing what they've already got, so they want to just keep exactly the same what they've had before. Other people want something new, so we spend time talking through ideas of clothing because we can supply lots of lots of items of clothing, which is great. Um, so we talk through ideas of that, talk through the logo ideas, what they would like embroidery, embroidery-wise, and that's kind of process that it can take a long time because we want to get it right. It's important that we get that right for um, for the for the customer. Um, and yeah, and like I say, everybody's different in what they want. So sometimes it's very straightforward. We get that done quickly, but that's the point where I really enjoy because that's where we can get creative and look at all these different ideas and what's going to work, what's not going to work, and and come up with different things. So from that point, we then set the logo up into well, that's what we call digitizing. So we set that logo or picture or whatever it is the customer wants. We set that up into a stitch pattern which is a process called digitizing. So from there, we download that pattern onto the machines. Then we've got to look at thread colors, what threads we're using um, and what we're putting it on and, and different things. So we always test the logo. Sometimes we can test it lots and lots of times to get it right. Um, and then obviously go back to the customer, check they're happy with it. Anything they want to change, we change. And, and then it goes onto the clothing. So... These pieces of kit, like there's a few behind you, are absolutely, they look quite Yeah. Big. Are they also quite a pricey, like the industrial things you have, I'm guessing they're not going to be like a couple of hundred. They're going to be quite expensive in terms of the amount you've got so that you can do 12 or however many at once. Yeah, um, we've we've made some big investments. Um, it's also options. We, you know, we have different things. We can hire machines and things as well. So, yeah, but we have made a big investment, but, it's, it so far it's it's worked really well and it's it's going really well so hopefully that'll continue and it's you know keep it keep it going for us but obviously it is a a piece of kit that's always there so it's you know it is a saleable piece of kit as well if you know if we decided at some point we were weren't going to do it anymore it's always there to sell as well so you know it isn't it we've made a massive investment but it's kind of a long-term investment yeah. but we've it's going well so yeah I mean a good investment considering you only started in 2020 it is going exceptionally well I absolutely love the name cotton eye so so why don't you tell me how you came up with that you know it's such a clever play on cotton eye joe like it's just incredible yeah um it took us a while actually we had a massive brainstorming session how it started was we there was some grant funding available at the time and we 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 didn't actually go for it in the end. It wasn't it wasn't right for us. But we went through the process of the form and the um going through that process, which was really valuable because it made us sit and look at what we were doing, why we were doing it, what we wanted to do. And part of that was the business name. And we me and my husband both looked at each other like, ah, what we're gonna what we're gonna call it? And we had a massive brainstorming session. We came kind of looking at everything around farming names, cows, milking dairy thread, cotton, sewing, all the, we had a massive list of different words. And then we just kept putting words together. And then at one point it was my husband actually said, oh yeah, 
cotton cotton eye saw. That's and we were like then we were like, oh, is that is that really good or is that really bad? And we couldn't decide, but it just stuck. And it it yeah, it's just quite. I think it's quite memorable, isn't it? Simple. You could. It was funny at at the start when people would suddenly realise what it was a play on and what it was, and they suddenly go, oh yeah, cotton eye saw. <laughs> I'm gonna have that song in my head all day now. Thanks very much, but. Yeah, it's definitely stuck, and I think it's 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 worked really well for us because obviously the business has evolved in massively in the agriculture sector, so it's it fits really well. It fits with us really well as well. So it, it you know it covers both obviously our farm area and our sewing area. So yeah, it's been great. So you you do a lot of as you mentioned embroidery for well known agricultural people. Um, I know you do a bit for Tom Pemberton, one of the YouTubers. Who else do you do you um do embroidery for and like how did they get in touch? Um yeah, Tom was our our first kind of a uh, big name, if you like, that was kind of how it started supplying his merch. Um and, and Tom's been absolutely fantastic at helping us out and promoting us and, and working with him and Joanna, his wife. It, it it's yeah, it's fantastic. We love working with them. So yeah, can't thank Tom enough for all the support he's given us. Um the other ones that we supply a lot of merch for are Red Shepherdess, Han Jackson, Gallagher now. Um, so we've spent a lot of time with Hannah and working through her ideas and planning different things and things. So that yeah, we've really, really enjoyed working with Hannah as well. Um more recently we've got Ollie Harrison, Ollie Vlogs. Um we do a lot of his his merch as well. We've just been doing something this week actually, some of his new hoodies and polos and some of his high vis range, which is it's fantastic. Really like that idea. Um, we've done some work for the sheep game, Cami. Um, we kind of chat a lot with Cami about um, embroidery and and that side of things as well. So that's always good. But um, but yeah, they're kind of our probably our our big merch supplies. We do. We also do um, some for Monty West, which you've had Rebecca on podcast before haven't you saw some of her cowboys and cowgirls don't care range we do some of her work and um, we do some breed societies as well we've got the swell girls sheep society do some work for um and then we do also do a lot of local businesses and clubs our young farmers clubs and local schools we have a lot of local work which is which is always great it's nice to do the local stuff as well but also then we have businesses but a further field we do quite a lot of auction companies and um those kind of items as well different businesses that have, they've got in touch with us that's all come through social media really yeah so that was sorry that was something we totally underestimated the power of social media <laughs> and instagram and facebook have just been absolutely amazing at getting the name out there and and showing what we do it's just a just a fantastic way to showcase what we what we do really because obviously it's a visual um, thing that we're doing isn't it so it's a just a great way to show it off definitely I was going to ask um in terms of on the products you'll embroider do you pop your logo on them or is there any sort of evidence that you've embroidered them on the on the garments no not really now and again we do um we don't do a lot of that though it's more about the customer and their their products and what they they're doing with it obviously people do it things for different reasons some of it's uniform so uh, we've done an odd piece where we've put our name on it as well but generally not it's about them and their their branding really 
um, we have got odd bits that we do. We've got some coming up that we're going to be putting our logo on, but um, no, it's not something we've done a lot, a lot of. So as I mentioned in the intro, you also live on a, a mixed farm. Um, why don't you talk to me a bit about what you have on the farm and also what's your like work split now? Are you more often embroidering or do you still work on the farm? Like what's that like as well? Yeah, so before I did this, I worked in school sport. I worked for school sport, what was the school sport partnership? Um, so I did a lot of sports development work and did a lot of um sports events with children and things. So that was my main thing, but also did some bits on the farm as well. Um, which I still do a little bit, but because this has just taken up so much of our time, my kind of probably 99% of my time spent here now embroidering and, and working that way. So obviously we live on the farm and we still do lots, but not as much as I used to. Um, but, but yeah, the, the two businesses actually sit side by side really well. So obviously it's me and my husband and his family, it's his family farm. Um, we have two boys as well. So the two businesses work really well alongside each other we're both heavily involved in, in both um so yeah it's working really well and then obviously what we're doing is a lot of agriculture based so it's really nice that it's bringing it all together in a in a, a really positive way really yeah um, and so but, when you when you like set off the machine I, I guess it kind of does the needle work and the embroidery automatically do you do you sort of have to cut the like cord the threads and stuff like how much do you have to do if that makes sense yeah so I set it off um depending on the the stitch out depends how long it takes so some some are very quick we do that can be just a couple of minutes if it's a very very small piece or um kind of a maybe a left chest size logo often around 10 minutes something like that to do those type of ones depending on what they are um obviously like the the big stitch outs that you have to see on the back of a hoodie or a, a body warmer or, or something like that, um, they can take, some of them take two hours, they can take, you know, there's a lot of work in those. So um, there's a couple on our, our Instagram page that you'll see we've done some sheep or tractors or animal, you know, different animals and things. So they always take a lot of time to stitch out. So it takes a lot of work in those, but not just the stitch out. We've obviously, obviously, like I said before, we test everything. Um, when you've got an animal or something to do, getting the colours right is absolutely the most important thing. And getting, well, not just the colours, but the whole design, but getting those colours right so it looks exactly how that person's favourite animal looks is really important. So we spend a lot of time testing, getting that right. Um, and, and we can spend a day doing that easily because if that stitch out takes an hour, Obviously, by the time we test it once, that's not just quite right. We'll change something, we'll test it again. It takes a long time to get through those things. So those kind of personalised items with animals or vehicles, they take a long time. So we can set them off um, and leave it, but obviously this, the thread can run out. The bobbin thread only lasts so long. So once that runs out, it, the machine stops and I need to come back to it, re-thread it and you know, add some more bobbin in and, and go again, really. So different pieces take different different times. Um, like I say, can leave them, but it's not very often I do completely leave them to it and, and go somewhere else. But I've been known to have to run outside and chase some calves back in a pen or um so we obviously can, you know, can leave them if, if something happens, they do just stop and, and that's it. So, you know, it is all safe and everything, but not ideal. You kinda of want to be with them and keep an eye on it. 
Yeah. So as you were saying, like it's the perfect kind of diversification in a way because you've you've you're still doing agricultural and farming kind of embroidery, um, and it but you're able to do that kind of hobby as well. Um, with Farm Twenty Four happening, what? Why do you think it's important, sort of, to support the British farmers and kind of for them to showcase what they do? And I guess that's true with what you embroider because people like wear Tom Pemberton's stuff. It's all kind of showcasing British agriculture. It is, yeah, and I really like that side of it. That although it's not our brand out there, we're playing that small part in in promoting British agriculture and. Um, and what everybody's doing and you, you know the likes of Tom just such a good job of promoting agriculture we obviously we're not doing that directly we're kind of doing that with him by producing his his merch but so it's kind of more of a support role I think we're doing but that's like to you know I think that's really important that we're just playing that small part in that and obviously as farmers ourselves that's it's really important then that everybody's supporting each other really I think a lot of our business has come through the agriculture sector because we're all like to support each other which I think is the what we're going to have to do is it's very uncertain times and it's an important time as well um in agriculture I think it's you know obviously it is uncertain but it could come good and and we're just kind of playing our little part of that but getting the word out there about what everybody's doing and those positive messages is just really important and I think the likes of Tom with his size profile and Ollie and Hannah and all those guys that are doing such a good job of promoting British farming is it's just nice to be involved in, in that small part that we have in that it's just really important to us to be involved but um, really nice to be involved as well. Yeah what would you say is the biggest challenge for like farmers in today's society? Oh, there's lots isn't there there's all sorts but you know I think I think just getting out that message out there of focusing on British products and the whole buying message and, and keeping those food miles down is just really important so it's just it's education isn't it educating people that that aren't part of it letting them know um that all those positive messages is but that's not easy to do but I think through social media that's a really good good way of doing that isn't it because it's coming from the heart of those people that are involved rather than through any other kind of media farms so yeah, yeah difficult times isn't it <laughs> yeah no definitely especially with the well the elm scheme and the potential end of the basic payment scheme and all that um so how else do you promote yourself other than on instagram and facebook do you ever go to like the yorkshire show or do you have a stand anywhere like at local markets or things uh we haven't done yet uh, something we, we might do in the future and um, something I'd, I'd love to do personally um, but yeah we to be honest we, we just haven't really needed to without that sounding really big-headed or anything we've had so we've had plenty of work coming in that's just kept us going constantly really so we, which we've been very fortunate with and we're very grateful for all of that so so far we haven't had to do a lot of other advertising we've done bits and pieces that have been more of a support um, piece for our customers really you know we've advertised like with our young farmers club held our the um district field there this year we put an advert like in their program and things but otherwise other than social media we haven't really done a lot just because we haven't needed to mm. we you know we've just been we've kind of stemmed out with work so we just haven't kind of spent that money so so far we haven't needed to 
Yeah, I mean, like you said, with Tom Pemberton and people, like they do a good job because you'll put something on your Instagram story of them stitching and then they'll repost it on their Insta story. And then that's like how I came in touch with you. So I feel like it's the kind of like your free advertising, I guess, that way. It's like really clever marketing. Um, what are your plans for the future then with the business? Like what f- have you any goals or anything you'd like to do yeah I have I have lots and lots and it <laughs> depends how how big I dream on that day as <laughs> to what the plan is um I think it's just all evolved so quickly it's still a case of just kind of see how it goes see what happens um and then we just keep constantly looking at what direction we want to go in what we want to do um keep changing things keep changing ideas but yeah it is a case of just keep going really and just see how it goes and what direction it takes us in but yeah, at the moment, it's going really well. So we're just kind of keeping going, really. But yeah. yeah, I do have lots of big plans, but it's just how far that goes and and what's right at the time, really. So if people want to get in touch or, you know, find out more information, what's the best way for them to contact you? Uh, best way is probably through Instagram or Facebook. Our our pages are on there. We, we try and keep them up to date as much as we can, but we we, do, we don't keep them up to date every day or anything just because we, we don't have time I'm really bad at doing some a big piece of work and I think oh no I've packaged it up now I haven't taken a picture just because it's it's a busy process we getting that job done and then we're looking at the next one and um but we do try and put as much as we possibly can on there just to just to well it also promotes our customers as well we always try and link to their pages and let people know what they're doing as well as us just to um help them get word out really um, which obviously some of the, our customers are far bigger than what we are, but not all of them. So, you know, I think people are grateful of that little tag and letting people see what they're doing as well. So that's the best way to get in touch is the Instagram or Facebook, I would say. Yeah, and it's just Cotton ISO on Instagram. Yeah, Cotton ISO, yeah. Amazing. Well, I just want to thank you for coming on the podcast today and chatting about that. It's been really interesting. And I think it's like a business that people wouldn't, I don't know, wouldn't think of that, there they think it's maybe massive industrial machinery warehouses and not just you at your at your farm in Cumbria doing a, a great job <laughs> yeah it's just pretty much just me <laughs> on our dairy farm and and yeah we're industrial machines but we are very small still and we yeah we're just keeping going really <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening and we'll see you next week to keep up to date with all things from a lancashire lass follow on facebook and instagram at from a lancashire lass